0: So, uh, Justin, I appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, and I, just so that the audience can get to know you a little better, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you've been doing and uh, where you're at today. Yeah, sure. Um, so, I'm with North American Title, but I've been in the real
1: estate field for over 20 years. So, I actually practiced uh, real estate over 10 years myself. And then I was in the home warranty business and recently ch- changed to North American Title. Um, as a business consultant to uh, help uh, people through their needs through the title process. So,
0: so you started in real estate, and then I'm just kind of curious uh, for my audience why the migration then to title specifically. Sure, um,
1: I kind of feel like I'm still in real estate because it's it's just that network. Um, I've always loved you know working with realtors and marketing, and and um, it, it just was the right fit, and I really. Um, always was intrigued in that process of helping a realtor close their business. So that's kind of the direction I wanted to go with title.
0: Excellent. And then specifically, uh, why North American or maybe what's the difference oh, with the North
1: American it's experience? huge. North American is, um, a nationwide company. So it makes a huge difference for the transaction, for the customer and for the realtor. Um, we're not just one location, um, a small shop, we're nationwide. And what that means is, um, basically if the the homeowner closes with us they actually have a lot of opportunities to um let's say they sell their house down there, they move okay i just had one the other day they moved to orlando but they still had their house they just sold it they were able to um, the buyer was able to close with us here and they were able to close an office down in orlando without being charged extra fees which was huge because if if they would have had just a local shop it would have been a lot more money. So being nationwide, we're able to have so many offices everywhere, they're able to accommodate. Yeah, accommodate. But it, it's not that. Also, um, North American um, Paddle has seven underwriters, which is huge. So when you have um, a small shop, they might only work with one or two underwriters. With having seven, we're not going to have the hiccups if let's say one underwriter is having a hard time getting a hiccup through. Maybe they they're like, well, we're not sure if we can underwrite this we can pass along and most likely one of our underwriters is going to be able to address maybe an issue that really is an issue, but one of the title companies is making it. So that's a huge thing for the homeowner and for the realtor. So that's huge to have multiple underwriters
0: because if one can't do it, we can find out who can to make sure they're insured. Okay. So let's dive into this a little bit more. And so the audience, can, you know, explain when does title take over? And then why uh, or what's going on in that kind of process or processes? Sure. So when what I tell my agents always, when you
1: get the listing, send it to us right away mm-hmm. because we're going to start the search. And that's pretty big because maybe the homeowner doesn't realize there might be something there they weren't aware of and it won't, it'll help not delay the sale. So let's say, you know, they list the home for five months and they got excited. They got an offer and all of a sudden there's something, that that title has to be fixed. That's gonna throw a lot of things off. So I always tell um, my agents, make sure to send the listing in um, so the homeowner, we're working already, to get ahead of it. Once um, the closing takes place, the title insurance is really important. Um, You probably won't use it, but you could use it. And when you really need to use it, it's really important. It's like homeowner's insurance. You don't always, you know, you never, you don't hear fires, but when you do, it's devastating. It could cost three, four hundred thousand. All these losses, and and that's kind of like title insurance. And it happens actually more than people think. There might be something where they there was something missed, and all of a sudden, you know, they they're having problems selling the house because it was you, you know maybe lien or something yeah like lean that. or whatever it is. We take care. Of. That's where the title company steps in, and it's not even the fact of the the insurance itself if. Um, North American Title made a mistake. We're able to step up, and the reason we're, we're nationwide, we have the pockets. So if it was a smaller title company, they might have a harder time if they made a mess up, and it has nothing to do with title insurance. So that's really important to make sure whoever they're closing with, they, they have the backing, the funds. Um, let's say uh, you know there's there's been many illustrations. I'll use this one. There was an incident where a, a gentleman closed. And basically the title company um, messed up and they there was a county where the addresses were the same all of a sudden they, they didn't know this and it closed and they recorded the wrong address and it very rare does that happen that wasn't us North American title but now you know this person the other person actually was a cash deal they sold the property and of that other house it was a flip the situation now all of a sudden the owner has no rights to that house. The person that was flipping it recorded it and was able to get around cheating the system, which was illegal, but the homeowner that had this property thought he had recorded it right was recorded in another uh, area and it just threw. That's where that's where it's important to have a title company that can make sure that the process is right. We're established for many years and able to make sure those things don't happen. And then they're backed up if some, we make a mistake. And so there's, there's lots of things like, um, I heard of an instance today where, um, it wasn't us again, but they, the developer had sold five homes on a lot and they recorded it kind of wrong. So it was slanted this way and it was encroaching each house. And because the, the gentleman, he went to, you know, Sal's house and he found out through title, which they used us at this point. Um, They didn't use us before. This was a a, a developer, kind of had his own title company or whatever. Well, now they're trying, they found out. We said, hey, these were encroaching. Instead of the properties being straight, they're encroaching on each. So all these homeowners were encroached. They're basically owning both properties, how they recorded it. So that's where it's important. They're able now to go back to whoever was first American, whoever um, insured it and um, fix those situations. If not then that t- the underwriter would have to pick up that cost if that makes sense. So I know that's kind of a whirlwind but um, there is really important if there's a lien for some reason someone missed it or whatever reason that's really important why you should have it because it would be unfortunate someone buys their dream home and it's well, three four hundred thousand and there's some fifty thousand dollar lien they didn't know about. It'd be unfortunate and that's where it's really important to have a title search and And have a title company you know going through the process.
0: Well and the right people behind you obviously so I can only share with my experience environment is everything and uh, I can contest to the North American staff Uh, they're all very very wonderful so talk to us a little bit more about uh, why that's important or the specifics of the North American kind of experience behind the staff.
1: Absolutely so we want the customer have a great experience that's very important to us because You know, it could be their first home, it could be their second, it could be the fifth, but each time should be an experience where they go out and go, this is awesome. And um, so not only that, we do a lot of other little things that for customer experience. So we're like, like I said, right when the agent gets a listing, we want to start it right there. We don't want to wait and do search when we get some, the buyer's contract or not. We want to start the process so we can be ahead and that goes smoothly. Um, there's a lot of other benefits that we do like one thing we have this um, really good program that um, will protect the, both the buyer and seller once they close we give them um, uh, it's a, a phone number and basically it's credit protection so they have monitoring and also if there's something that happens um, within a year they can call this number and they'll help repair their credit because we all know when you're applying for loans and things like that that's where um, you might have a credit issue so or buying a house or whatever it is. So those are just things North American wants to do will offer like for both the buyer and seller They're gonna get that and there's no cost to that I pay I think $35 for that a month And it's just one little extra service So we're always looking for things we can do to provide service, but um, our staff is wonderful They're on top of it They make sure the closing goes smoothly and that they're you know, the homeowners excited and um, so we're just there for support for the homeowner for the realtor for everyone involved we want them to go out very happy if that makes sense
0: yeah definitely I love that answer uh, so let me get into maybe some of these questions that um, you know we wanted to uh, cover uh, do you have any uh, mentors or maybe somebody that you admire or look up to uh, not even specific to the real estate industry or title specifically but just maybe somebody that has been kind of uh, a coach for you if you will yeah uh, you know honestly um, I've had a couple but
1: I would say my dad which is you know um, I'd have to say why is that you know he was doing real estate since he was probably 25 he okay. was investing and um, the way he is always been positive is just amazing um, you know there's a lot of role models out there but I I always just appreciate my dad because everything if I am ever having an issue I call him up and he is all about Hey, there's a better outcome. It's going to work out. Very positive and uh, just influences people, helpful. He's leaving a legacy, which is really important. And um, so, and he's very giving. He's every time, he's like, you know, if it's someone he's trying to help out, or of course, me and my family, he's always like, we're buying dinner every time. It's just things, it's just his role model, the way he established himself. He was a farm boy and he worked himself up. And he's he's done very well. He owns probably over thirty um, properties um, that are just you know not just your typical hundred thousand there in the in Hawaii and Phoenix and things like that. So he's built a legacy, and it's it's been a real world
0: model to I me. Mean, that's probably why I've gotten in real estate. So yeah, sorry, long speech. No, that's
1: it's my dad. <laughs> that's, I love it because you know
0: it's the similar for me. That's family was yes. it, originally got that uh, me to push. To getting into real estate and still to this day they're all in it and yeah. different facets of investing and selling and so yeah you always end up falling uh, the apple never falls far from the tree as they say <laughs> so uh, well let's talk about a little bit more on a failure then because your dad being optimistic you are very obviously positive and optimistic uh, in kind of your your demeanor and everything so you know how do you remain resilient in times of failure or when you see somebody that's a little bit maybe having a bad day, if you will, yeah. how do you bounce back from that? Well,
1: you know, um, it's so important to realize, you know, if you get knocked down to get back up. That's always been my theme in life. If, if something, never take it personal. Always get back up on your feet and um, uh, failure you only can learn from. So it's it's not an actual failure if you can learn from it. If you repeat, the same repeat mistake. and you live in that, and you keep rehearsing it in your mind you'll stay in defeat but even if you fail a second or third time I always think of Thomas Edison or you know all these different people they failed over and over it's if you keep getting back up that's success if you stay down you're not being assessed you're not you're not going to become who you are it's the times where you keep failing you get back up you will win and I always that's my that's always been my motto is never Never give up. Even if you get burnt 10 times, you get back up and you push on. You learn from that experience and say, what can I do different? So
0: No, that's so true. And especially when it comes to, I think, the entrepreneurial kind of mindset or what I've seen in a lot of entrepreneurs. You get this kind of dynamic of, well, I fall or I get the no rejection. And then they just seem to kind of move along, move along. And that becomes, for me at least, very noticeable. Uh, from those that are mega successful versus the, I guess few and many in some cases that just fall out of both our industry and industries in general. That's right. Uh, it's so so true. Uh, so how do you um, handle work-life balance? You know, uh, I don't know if you're like me, but I work yeah. a lot, uh, sometimes seven days a week. And so how are you managing uh, if you're a workaholic? At least uh, in, in the definition of a workaholic. Uh, you know how are you managing that work life? Yeah no fun.
1: I think that's the thing is I think when when you are working and diff- each person's different people like the nine-to-five job I'm more of a workaholic I don't feel like it's workaholic though I think if you like what you do it's not really work if that makes sense. Absolutely. So finding that place and if you don't like what you're doing either figure out what's Going wrong and try to fix that or get into something else so um, you know there's always times where you're not gonna necessarily like it but but if you overall know and you there it shouldn't feel like work I don't know if that makes sense but I feel like you know um, if you're in a situation if you're enjoying it you, when you have to pick up that call at 8 o'clock it's not the end of the world as long as it's not taken away from your family so if you're out to dinner with your family you know you can put boundaries and say, leave it on, hey, I'll have to get back to you in an hour or I'll have to, you know, there are parameters, but to me, I don't, I feel like I'm a workaholic, but I don't feel like it's work either way because I enjoy, you know, I enjoy being with people and
0: out there and, and talking and helping people with their situations. Well, and so, you're mentioning that you structure your day regardless. So I'm assuming you're doing something to the effect of like a calendar time blocking. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Very important. Yeah. Keeping with the... Uh, this designated time is for family, and this designated time is for calls or business-related activities. Absolutely, yeah. Time is 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 vital, and um,
1: if you can pay for time, it'd be incredible if you could actually because time is so important as money, and so making sure you're organized is super important. If you're if you're not managing time, your life will be chaos, and so it's really important to um, have a schedule each day. And even if you don't like being detailed and putting down uh, this, this, this stuff, have guidelines for your life because that will guide you. If you have nothing, you wake up and just go, I'm going to go out today. You're not going
0: to have a kind of compass, you know, and it's going to cause chaos. (laughs) And hence why it makes so much sense to have that process for North American and just for title in general. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, otherwise you would be bouncing all over the place. And things would be pushed back or not necessarily closing on time. Exactly, and that's really important to
1: us. So at our office, um, the way we have it set up, as far as I have a whole crew that handles that. Awesome um, staff, and they are always—they have their calendars. They've—it's <laughs> like to the T. It's very important with Title when you're doing the um, uh, closings and being on time to have that balance. And we have uh, awesome personnel um and there's um our manager Regina she's over it and it's just incredible i've never seen probably any other office right now running as smooth as we are
0: google magic that's right so <laughs> we do here we just share our calendar with everybody it's like if i'm not there it's look at my calendar you'll yeah. know where i'm at yeah that's right so definitely agree with that <laughs> um and so uh let's segue a little bit here into uh I love this question, just uh, you know, kind of as a reminder of where you started, I guess, humble beginnings, sure. So if you knew now what you or if you knew now uh, back in the day, let's say, what you do know, would you change anything? Would you have done anything differently? do you think? Boy, um so
1: so the my personality, I would never change. Um, the way I, you know, uh, balance my life, and you know, project that. Learn from like those stuff. failures. Yeah, and things. That stuff. yeah absolutely. I, would, um, I think all of us would say if we could go back, there was definitely something we change in a way. Uh, I would go back to the financial crash, and I'd probably say, um, make sure to um, put more money away. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I think as far as me, that I would probably, if I was could go back in time, I would um, again just reassure myself, hey. Always remember, everything's going to work out. Um, look, be positive because if you are, it, it will work out. If you set, I feel like if you're always putting yourself in a positive state of, hey, you know things are going to work out for me, and my family. It's like a guide, and and I, it, whatever happens, there's always going to be these things that happen in your life that you'll you'll get there. So I don't know, I probably but don't you see.
0: know what you're fighting for now, or what yeah. you're getting out of bed every day Absolutely. for. I mean I was literally listening to uh, Jeff Woods who's a great podcaster uh, over in Texas and he had an interviewee on that was talking about getting up and actually like life and death situation his son is cerebral palsy grew up with having operations every single year and multiple operations and so for him if he didn't make you know his amount of money that he needed to make to take care of his son uh, then you know it would be at his fault his you know own demise that his yeah. son would end up dying so I think that's very, very important to not just have the positive attitude, but to know what you're doing it for. Yeah. So uh, let's get into a little bit more of, okay, so let me ask, do you have a morning routine? As you'd yep. mentioned, I know, like me, you're probably an early riser. Yeah. I, I know for me, I'm up at like 5.15, 5.30 in the morning.
1: I'm probably not that early. I'm an I'm a early riser and late, go to bed. <laughs> I, uh, I tend to uh, go, uh, I'll get up around 6.37, but I go to bed around 2 a.m. I don't need much sleep. I don't know why it is. I get about five hours of sleep. I'm cool with that. Um, so um, I kind of a uh, late and early riser, but not quite as early as you. <laughs> so I don't know if 6.30 is early. Uh, some some people are like, oh, I get up at like nine. I'm like, what,
0: nine? That's... <laughs> I'm
1: already halfway through my day.
0: What's going on with you? So You,
1: you know, I, I just, I don't require a lot of sleep. I don't know why. I think my dad's the same way. He gets like four hours of sleep and he's like, huh? he's 73
0: and he, like, well, it's like you said you enjoy what you do. I think that's the key. And I've noticed for me, especially I don't need an alarm clock as much as I used to. I'm pretty, yeah. you know, comfortable and maybe that's just me being uh, used to the schedule. Yeah, but I very rarely wait for the alarm clock anymore. Yeah. Simply because well, I, I, I know I'm ready to get up and I got to get my day started. That's great. Uh, so yeah, I agree with that. And uh, how about best advice you've ever received or been told? Uh, not necessarily from your dad, but yeah, you know, it could be.
1: Yeah, you know, best advice. I think it goes back to just actually it's not even someone just me finding like um, Articles like we talked about not giving up like I always think of again Thomas Edison and and you know so If you study people that were successful How they did it and it came back to that thing comments You just do ah, persistence. persistence. You keep getting back up. Never um, think of yourself as a failure putting yourself in an attitude like you know, I will be a success. And that's really, I don't know, I just, from people, different people hearing things, reading articles, I guess it's been a, a collateral of a lot of things that have instilled that into me. Like never give up, um, you know, and that things are gonna be great. They are gonna be great, every day is great, you know. And um, so that's, that's
0: really important. I can contest to that. And it's business owners, a lot of times that I find, and especially in you, uh, you know, get to these higher dollar price points, the sellers still remain humble, but yet they enjoy the person that obviously has the business mind of persistence and pushing through those hurdles of rejection or no. Yeah. Uh, you know they don't want to go with the agent that's just going to bend and fold right away, and you know, you know, do whatever it is that they are telling them to do. Rather standing firm on your you know ground. Yeah. And uh, I really like that. Uh, in fact, you would mentioned, and I find this even more shocking in authors. Uh, both JK Rowling and Dr. Seuss got rejected by over 50 publishers before yep. they actually made it big, which is kind of interesting when you think about, you know, how many times people get mad at just two or three rejections, mm-hmm. and you're talking about getting rejected by, you know, almost hundreds of publishers in yeah. some cases, or for Thomas Edison even, I think a thousand versions yeah. of the light bulb, yep. um, and learn from the failures, obviously. And Walt
1: Disney himself was basically fired and said he lacked imagination. I mean oh my goodness I mean that probably inspired me the most I have to say hearing that really inspired me to do that he, he you know someone said he lacked imagination he probably is one of the greatest of imagination if you look he was imagining things years out that people couldn't even think about about parks and they plans ahead and, and so that is just key again that no matter what someone tells you you are not a failure you're always says It doesn't matter if you weren't schooled right or anything, you can do anything if you, um, you know, believe in yourself. So that's, I guess, again, going back to hearing, like you said, those same authors and things like that, getting those stories really inspired me a
0: lot. Love it. Well, we're gonna go into the little bit of the, what we call the lightning round now. Okay. And these are the fun, you know, just off the wall okay. questions. So the audience can get to know you personally a little bit better, Justin. Uh, so uh, you're ready? Sure. All right, so the first one is, um, you're trapped on an island and you can only bring three items and these can be people as well. Uh, what would you bring? Boy, so you bring people or things and you're
1: trapped, do you have food and stuff or you just have nothing?
0: Let's assume that maybe that's one of the items that you want to bring uh, is food. Uh, uh, Somebody's told me in the past chocolate cake they there a, is a chocolate fine. cake lover. Uh, I'd have to bring floss. Okay, that's floss.
1: For. And you can use floss for a lot of things. Catch fish, you know, you, know, you can it's yeah, true. You have know, to figure out. It could way. be a very good survival. You yeah, have enough floss. <laughs> Tie the tents up. Um, yeah, I would say floss is important. Um, I would have to bring my family, but they would have to be all of them. So I don't know if that's wipes it through. No, that's good. Like, make them suffer of me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, chocolate brownies. Oh my gosh, I have to have brownies. I, I, it's like, I don't know, or it's chocolate in general. I have to eat it every day. Oh, I'm an Oreo fan. So yeah. No more. So, I don't know those are the three things
0: awesome floss chocolate and um family <laughs> i love it uh you uh what superhero would you want to be if you could be one? Oh man that's a good one
1: ah uh, i would say I, I had a superman actually i like that I, i've always liked him since i was a little kid you know there's so many ones but i think superman i like superman is there a draw towards him for a reason you know it's because probably when i was younger um Believe it or not, I looked a little better. <laughs> I'm kidding. Everyone said, you look like Superman. I had these little kids come up to me when I was like 18. You look like Superman. I was like, okay, cool. So I always just stuck to Clark it. Kent version. Yeah, Clark okay. okay. Kent, yeah. I like it. Because I used to slip my hair back. And it used to be a little more dark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's great. Okay, and then uh, last question uh, before I let you go is, how do you define legacy? Legacy, yes, that's important. It's what. People remember
1: you by I think like what what um, have you left that has um, helped others and benefited and um, you know it's funny and go back to my dad he doesn't want to sell a lot of things because he wants to leave it for the family he you know he has he set up in these different things and he's always like I'm like you should sell some property so you can just you know go and on these great trips. travel yeah and- he's like no he wants to leave those as a legacy and and but it's it's a lot of things it means to me. It means like what are people going to remember you by? What did you do? Is it you know like um, were you someone that inspired people? Um, family is really important. What you leave for your family, your kids. I is so important to me um, for my kids that they'll be something that they'll be installed from from financially and personality. And traits; those are important, so they can lead that to their kids, so they don't have to struggle in life. That's important. And I think you can, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, if you give your kids money, they'll get spoiled. I think if you're taught right, um, give them, uh, you know, a foundation that they'll be able to really grow. And if they have money to help them, like you there's a lot of people I've heard that have been very successful. Their their family left them money, and they were. Uh, installed traits where they're able to just grow that even more that you know it took that money and and uh, they really expanded their lives and were able to leave it to their kids from history that's happened so I don't know I think it's really important though to be remembered you look at people like recently that had passed away and and their 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 legacy people remember as heroes things like that Um, I think it's not just about um, you know what it was if you're a hero, it's what you did for your family and the ones around you. What will they remember? Will they remember you as you know uh, someone that was um, not giving and not kind, or were someone that they could go to when they need help? So impact, absolutely yeah, impact.
0: That's right. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you can't take any of the money with you to the grave anyway. That's right. So it's who's going to be at the funeral. That's right. That's right. And, I love that.
1: And what they'll, what really, how you help people, and I think that's really important to me. Is Um, you know people that will come and say you know hey he helped me you know he he instilled words of peace and and gave me inspiration to help me through this difficult situation or whatever it is being there for people is real important so it's not it's family but it's also the rounds
0: people you surround
1: and how you help them
0: impact and I think this might be from Tony I'm taking it from Tony Robbins but he always said you know people will remember the way you made them feel they won't remember the processes or the things that you do in life, but they'll always remember the way that you made them feel. And I yep. think that's so, so Love true that. with regard to legacy uh, because you know, that's why we're all here, really. Yep. It's to better off the lives of those that are coming after us. That's right.
1: I think it's great. You have to leave an important legacy. Remember to leave it for you know your family and for others, what they'll remember you like. That's how I feel. Is like what you, how you impacted people's lives and what you left and uh, hopefully, you know, everyone should strive to make a difference. You know, that's really important. I think the problem is a lot of younger kids are not getting that foundation or training or teaching. And it's unfortunate because they don't, you know, they're not getting that character, characteristics and, and legacy to be able to lead for their family. They're just raised on video games. So I think it's really important. Like I can tell my kids, like, hey, You know, you need to be kind to people, you need to do, you know, there's so many things. Like hold hold the door for people. You're training, you know, that's what my dad did. I remember when I was um, seven years old, he said, um, I never opened doors. I didn't think about it. And he's like, hey, this is really important. Hold the door open for people so they can remember that you are kind to them. And I just, that stuck out to me. My mother
0: was really big about that when I was a child. And to this day, I still do it. Yeah. And she made a big deal about it too. For generally, you know, the whole day, or if not a week at a time. Oh, I can't believe you held the door for that woman. And yeah. And it was just that to me. You're absolutely right. Is the thing that's lacking in education nowadays yep. for for a lot of the young is you know they're so focused on IQ and not you know that's EQ, right. and Testing, empathy and kindness stuff. and it's uh, you know it's why I love and uh, continue to listen to a lot of these podcasts because I know that's where people are coming from as a standpoint of let's just put a positive message out there. And that's what this whole podcast is about. Um, So I really want to take a moment for a second, Justin, and just say I'm really, really grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. Uh, you know, this was really, really good. I hope you enjoyed it as well.
1: Yes. This is great what you're doing. And, uh, like, I, I think it's so important and, um, I hope millions of people, um, see your videos feature on <laughs> <laughs> definitely we're going
0: to be blasting them out there so
1: well you, you have the, the, the education it's important and I would say this to anyone that's listening you need to find a realtor um, like him because you're going to you know the, the things he's doing the things you're doing makes a big difference in the process understanding real estate I mean you have a, a book which is great you're doing all the things to help people so they have a great experience so I think it's really important Whoever's listening out there, you got to use him. Thanks, Justin. (laughs) Appreciate that.